Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. The epistle lesson is recorded in Hebrews chapter 7, verses 23 to 28. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest meets our needs. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day. 
first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son, who has been made perfect forever. Rise from the Gospel. According to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him, told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Amen. Please be seated. We continue with our hymn, hymn 722. Lord, take my hand and lead me. God's grace 
mercy and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message today comes from the gospel reading from Mark chapter 10. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your love, your mercy and grace. You have called out to us and called us your own in holy baptism. Help us to live your way rather than the ways of the world. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. In our reading today, we are Jesus say, Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's our text. I'm pretty sure that most of you have either read or at least have heard of Lewis Carroll's book, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Walt Disney made that animated version back in the 50s. There was the 2010 movie that made all, kinds, all sorts of awards and earned probably billions of dollars, right? Now, if you could use a phrase to describe the place that Alice, Alice visits, it's this. Everything is turned around, everything's so back to front, everything's flipped on its head. It's different, right? There is the talking white rabbit with a pocket watch who's always running late. There's the queen of hearts that really doesn't live up to her name because she's always saying off with her head. Then there's the rude Mad Hatter who's rebuking Alice for her rudeness, right? Alice in Wonderland is a story that engages us, our imagination, as we try to imagine what it was like for Alice to make sense of this world in which she uh, was residing at the moment. It was also back to front, so upside down uh, world. So I want us to use our imaginations today. Imagine a, a world like that. Uh, we're not going to go to Wonderland and meet right, white rabbits and mad hatters. Let's uh, instead, let's pretend to be something much more ordinary. Let's say a common house fly. I mean, have you ever wondered what it'd be like to sort of walk along the roof uh, upside down and the ceiling like a fly? I mean, if you were a fly, as a fly, we're comfortable doing that. We're comfortable walking upside down. In fact, to us, it really isn't upside down at all. Uh, walking on the ceiling is so normal that anyone who isn't walking upside down is regarded as a little bit strange, right? Flies have been doing that for thousands of years, and we like it that way. It's a normal thing for us to do. But then along comes somebody walking uh, on the other side of the room, on the bottom, for uh, the top for us, uh, uh, and he's walking up strange way. He's walking upside down, uh, or downside up, whichever way you want to talk about it. And he looks up at us and calls out to us who are standing on the ceiling. He says, hey, you up there, don't you feel a little strange uh, living upside down like you are? And we look down at him and say, oh, no, no. We like it this way. In fact, we're not upside down at all. You are. Uh, you're upside down or downside up. And, and doesn't it worry you that you're the only person down there or up there? And, uh, joining the re Why don't you join the rest of us up here on the ceiling, right? He answers back, are you kidding? I haven't come to copy your ways. I've come to save you and show you a new way of living. Well, the flies on the ceiling as we gather together, we say, well, what makes you think we need saving, right? 
who are you to tell us to, about a new way of living? Our forefathers, they buzzed around the ears of, of Abram's camels and, and they lived like this on the ceiling. And, and who are you to tell us that we need to turn our lives downside up? Come on, you're just crazy. I mean, we're not perfect, but hey, we're nice flies. We do a, a pretty good job of uh, being the best flies we can. And, and hey, what we do has worked in the past. It's the best option of dealing with the life in the world of the present, even if you think it's all upside down. And no matter how this person tries to convince us that there's a better way, all the flies start getting angrier and angrier. And then finally they threaten him and say, leave us alone. You think you're smarter than us flies? We don't need your help. Then suddenly, in an amazing way, this man does a somersault and lands upside down on the ceiling with us. In fact, now he begins to look like a fly. Some of the flies refuse to believe that that is the same person who is a moment ago downside up. And he calms us down and says, oh, don't jump to any conclusions. I'm not really here to agree with you, but I want to look at the world through your eyes once again. And you know what? It just affirms to me again that this view of yours, it's all wrong. Your values, your goals, your attitude, your spirituality, it's all upside down. I want to show you a new way. I want to show you a better way. And you know what? It might seem to be upside down for you, but really it's right side up. It's the way things are meant to be between you and your creator, between you and me. I am the way and the truth and the life. I'm going to turn your world upside down. It really is the only way. Well, the flies begin to glare at him for a little bit about these back-to-front ideas. But there are about a dozen, uh, uh, a dozen men, a few women, who, who are drawn to this uh, upside-down Jewish fly. And, and, and two of them, uh, Johnny and Jimmy, come along one day. They had this carefully rehearsed question. They said, teacher, I want you to do us a favor for us. Uh, you're going to inherit this new world, this new kingdom uh, that you're talking about. Hey, can we be there for everything? Uh, can we be there for a coronation? Can we be there up on the dais with you, uh, one at your right and one at your left? And this teacher says, well, you know how it is. This is upside down world of yours. Everyone is happy to, to, to squash anyone who gets in the way in order to get ahead. It's a, a buggy bug world out there. And it's certainly not like that in my new world. If anyone in my kingdom wants to be great, they need to get their hands dirty. They need to serve other people. If you want to be in running for the citizen of the year, then you must be happy to be a lowly servant. For I've come with this one mission to this crazy inverted world. I have come to you, not to be waited on by you, but rather to serve you and give my life as a ransom for many. At that, the larger mob of flies loses interest. But that small group follows him. All the way though, uh, following this fly who loves those who cause him so much pain and ends up at a cross. And he dies serving those who even hate him, which is also back to front and upside down. Now it's good to look at that from a different perspective, isn't it? Hope I didn't lose you in the talk about being upside down and downside up, all Alice in Wonderland kind of language that seems normal, right? But the point that is made is that everything about Jesus is so upside down to us. 
uh, beginning with his birth. I mean, when he is announced as God coming to earth via the womb of a, of a young girl born in a stable, poor, in danger, hiding from powerful and wicked rulers, that is such an upside down way for the almighty everlasting God who has the armies of angels at his command and the power of the universe at his fingertips to enter the world. And then his life, his life is so simple, right? Uh, a wandering teacher mixing with the uh, lowliest and the poorest, the diseased and the outcast, speaking a simple message of love for God and for one another and living out that message in everything that he did. So unlike the Son of God, the Messiah that had been expected by the people of God, no, this back to front wondering rabbi can't be the Messiah. And then his death on a Roman cross. So cruel, so humiliating, so shameful, so painful, and yet so innocent, right? This was such a difficult thing to understand, even for those who were closest to him. Messiah on a cross? So wrong. And then there are all those strange sayings of Jesus, right? The greatest among you will be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Forever wants to save his life, they're going to lose it. Whoever loses his life for me and the gospel, they will save it. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. Jesus is so back to front, so upside down. He does this to show us the ways of the kingdom of God are not the same as the ways of the rest of the world. And that's so true, isn't it? I mean, Jesus defines greatness in a totally different way. He uses words like love, humility, service, kindness, meekness, mercy, servant, slave, losing one's life. He says that those, that anyone who has these attributes is considered great in God's kingdom. Because of the love of Jesus for us and the love of Jesus Christ reflected in us, and things are changed in us, right? Our attitudes are changed, our behaviors are changed, our values are changed. We live an upside down life. What is seen as great in God's kingdom is often different to what is considered great in the world. You know, it might be considered great in the world to put down those who want to achieve, ridicule people who are different, but greatness in God's kingdom is to show kindness and to offer help, encourage people no matter who they are. It might be considered great in the world to uh, see a life growing in a womb as a, a blob of flesh or a product of conception, but greatness in God's kingdom is to speak out for those who cannot speak for themselves, to proclaim the value of all life from conception to death. It might be considered great in the world to sort of blur the lines of what God has created, blur the lines of sex and sexuality, and in doing so, rejecting what God has created. But greatness in God's kingdom is speaking about what God has spoken about, to speak about how he's created us as man and woman. It might be considered great in the world to unkindly criticize others and gossip about them, but in God's kingdom, greatness means to defend others, speak well of others, and be supportive and speak the truth in love. 
It might be considered great in the world to ignore the poor and, and look after your own needs first and avoid the pleas of help uh, of others for help, even though we could well offer them assistance. But in God's kingdom, greatness means, as Jesus talked about in Matthew 25, to give food to those in need, a cup of water to the thirsty, shelter, visit the sick, and clothe the naked. Right? What Jesus talks about when Jesus talked about what makes us a person truly great in God's eyes, he spoke of being a servant, a slave even, and connected the task of the disciple to the service that he offered all of humanity. And it came at a price. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, following this upside down, these upside down ways of Jesus, not easy, is it? They're challenging. They're challenging for all of us. And God's ways help us to draw the lines where the world likes to blur the lines. God's ways make us rethink our values and the ways that our culture and society have influenced our thinking and behavior. Jesus' upside-down ways are going to make us feel guilty, though, right? Because we realize how we have lived so downside up. How we've fallen into going down that easy path, following the popular trends, doing the end thing, rather than taking the harder path of humility and service to others. And it's just when we're being so hard on ourselves and getting it all wrong, God's upside-down love beams down upon us, right? We call it grace because we mess up, right? I mean, we, we fail. We, we think greatness is all about us. We ignore the people God gives us to serve. Uh, we let God down. And then what does God do? <laughs> he loves us. He doesn't seek revenge, an eye for an eye. He, he loves us, he forgives us, he embraces us as his children for whom Jesus died. That's what God does. In a world that calls for us to change, let's not. Let's live this upside down life of Jesus. And let's thank God for his grace that turns the world and us upside down. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, 
and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.